0: Welcome to the IC Maidon On podcast. We are so glad that you've chosen to listen online. If you would like to know more about who we are, why we exist, our service times and location, or how you can get involved, then check out our website at icmadeon.com. All righty. Again, we just want to say welcome. If you are new with us, my name's Adam. I'm one of the pastors here at IC Maidon, And Uh, Our lead pastors, Pastor Chris and Carrie, they're away right now, Uh, but I'm excited because Pastor Chris is going to be back in two weeks for our anniversary service, so that's going to be awesome. We can't wait to see him, and on that day, man, it's going to be exciting. Actually, I want to remind you about our anniversary service on the 23rd. On that day, we don't want you to forget, we want you to know that we're going to Add a fifth service. So we're doing this in order to make room. Uh, The room is getting full, and so we want to make room for for more guests that want to come and experience God. So we're going to add a fifth service. Now what that means is that we're going to shift all of our service times just a little bit. So we're just going to bump it up 30 minutes, and when I say up, I mean in the in the later direction, not the earlier direction. So what is usually the first service is at eight We're going to move that up to 9, and then there will be, uh, so it'll be 9 a.m., Uh, 10.30 a.m., and then there will be a 12 p.m., and then a 1.30 p.m., and then our fifth service will be at 5 p.m. So we're going to shift all of the services a little bit. That way, not just one service has to move. We all have to make some kind of move, and that's really just our part in making room For guests. So we're really excited to add a fifth service. Again, we're going to do that on the 23rd of September, which is our anniversary service. Uh, Like I said, Pastor Chris is going to be here and we've got some other stuff planned. You can also, uh, on the anniversary service, we are having like a, it's like an Instagram giveaway type thing. So you can actually, um, you can do that by just uploading your favorite picture or whatever, any memorable picture to the to your Instagram, and then just tag us and hashtag all the hashtags. If you want to know the rules, then you can just go to our Instagram. It's all there. Uh, but just post your favorite memory, and then on our anniversary, five people will get a prize for their Instagram post. So it's just something fun we can do, and there's going to be some other fun things that we do on that day, so it's going to be fun. We hope you will join us. Um, next week, I just want to tell you one more thing. Um, next week, I don't know if you were here in February, but in February we had a guest, a uh, young guy like me, handsome and, and full of life. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, just kidding, guys. Um, he His name was Pastor Tim Pollack, and he is he came with his wife in uh, February, and they did a, a message on, on Valentine's Day about love and relationships. So Pastor Tim is actually going to be back next week to finish this series that we're in right now. So I'm really excited about that. If you didn't get a chance to meet him then, uh, you would love to meet him this time. He's an awesome guy, but he's going to come and hang out with us next week. So I encourage you uh, to come and be a part of that. Well, today we are continuing our series called Known. And during this series, we're talking about what it means to know God and be known by God. Now, for us at I C Maidan, this is uh, our very first vision point. In fact, we have a we have a vision for every person that comes, and that is that you would know God, that you would find freedom in your life, discover your purpose, and make a difference. And so, knowing God is is number one on the list for us. This is the most important relationship. So we want to talk about what it means to know God and to be known by Him. Well, last week, if you are here, we asked this question. How do we know that we know God? How can we be sure that we know Him? How do we know that we have a relationship with Him? And this is an important question because Jesus actually tells us that if we want eternal life, if we want to spend our life in eternity with Him, if we want the abundant life that God has promised us, there's only one way to get it. And that is through knowing God. So then the question is important. How do we know that we know God? How do we know if our relationship with God is healthy? How do we know if it's where it needs So that's the question we're hoping to answer during this series, and to help answer that, there are three characteristics we talked about, and these are found in the Bible. Uh, Three characteristics of a person who knows God. In other words, if you know God, these three things will be true about you. So here they are. This is what we talked about last week. Number one, if you know God, you know God's voice, This week, number two, we're going to talk about how if you know God, you do God's will. And then the third one, which we'll cover next week, is if you know God, you love God's people. So today we're talking about doing God's will. And if you weren't here last week for the message, I would just encourage you maybe to go back and listen to the podcast. If you wanna do that, you can just download a podcast app, search IC Made on. It'll be there. But the reason that I'm saying that is because today's message is is kind of like a, a sequel to last week's message. So how many of you hate going to see a sequel in the movie theater of a movie you didn't even see the first one of, right? That's frustrating. You gotta know the Background. Well, that's kind of like what today's message is. It's really a sequel because if you don't know how to hear God's voice or listen to God's voice, you won't be able to obey God's will because you won't know what it is. So it's important to, in order to really apply this message, to listen to the first one. So you can do that if you would like to. But today, again, we're talking about how if you know God, you do God's will. Now listen, we didn't just make this up. This is found in the Bible. It comes straight out of, uh, first of all, the words of Jesus in John chapter 14, beginning in verse 23. Jesus said, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the Father who sent me. In other words, Jesus is saying, listen, if you, if you really love me, if you love Jesus, you will do what he says. You'll, in fact, you will want to follow his way. You'll want to follow his voice and, and do what he's called you to do. But if you don't love me, then of course you are not going to obey me. Well, the, the Bible takes that and makes it even more clear for us in the book of First John chapter 2. And this is really where we got this point from in the Bible. It says this, we can be sure that we know him if. In other words, if you want to know that you know God, This is a perfect example. We can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in Him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. In other words, if you know God, you do God's will. That's what the Bible says. But let's be honest doing God's will is not easy, it's not always easy. To obey God. It's not always easy to do what God has called us to do. The truth is, is that oftentimes, throughout our life, God will ask us to do things that are not comfortable. He, sometimes he might ask you to go somewhere you don't want to go. Do something you don't want to do. Say something you don't necessarily want to say. Sometimes the things God wants to do in you and through you are not easy. And so we find it difficult sometimes to obey God. We find it difficult sometimes to do what God has called us to do, to live the way that God has called us to live because it's not easy. But then, you know, there are some people there are some people who it just seems like it's it is easy, right? They they're just able, man, every time God calls them to do something, they just they just go do it. You know, it's it's easy for them. It's like it's like they don't struggle to to obey God and and, and the question is really how in the world do you get to a point in your life where you can we where you can obey God the first time? When, when you are just willing and open to say, yes, God, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do what you've called me to do. I'll change that thing about my life. I'll, I'll go the way that you've called me to go. How do you get to a point in your life where you can do that? What is it that's keeping us from being obedient? What is it that makes us hesitate sometimes to do whatever it is that God's calling us to do? Well, I like to sum it up like this. You won't obey God if you don't love Him, and you can't love God if you don't know Him, and you can't know God until you trust Him. Really, this is the the heart of the issue. When we talk about why we struggle to obey God, the the real reason that we struggle is because we don't quite trust God. God completely maybe our trust is in something else but but the truth is is that if you're struggling to obey God then you're probably struggling to trust God we don't always trust that God's way is the best way sometimes we doubt if if what God tell, is telling us to do is is good for us sometimes we wonder if his intentions are are good for us because we struggle to trust God, we struggle to obey God. In fact, I was thinking this week about, about what it feels like sometimes to have to trust God. So I found this, I, I found this video. I just want to show it to you as an illustration. This is sometimes what I feel like when I, when I need to trust God. Watch this video. Close your eyes and just fall down, okay? Don't worry, okay, then Lauren's going to catch your eyes, you. Close your eyes. Okay. okay, it's called the trust fall. Okay, trust fall. Ready, set, go. Katherine and I are working on a trust exercise, and she's going to fall, and I'm going to catch her. So step Dad, forward just no. a hair. Put your arms out. Why can't you do this to Caroline? Trust me, Katherine. Go ahead and fall. No, you put your, you put your leg back. Don't put your leg back. Stand up straight. Put your arms out for me. Now, I'm going to catch you. Okay, I promise. Go ahead and fall. Now see, I'm catching you, but you're putting your foot back. Don't Daddy, put your foot back. Maybe you're catching just me. Just a minute, just sweetheart. I'll be right with you. Okay? Sit right there. Put your arms out. Daddy. Calf care. her. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. That. I just wanted to show you that video. Those. Uh. Those. Those girls. They didn't quite. They didn't quite get it, did they? That first girl was my favorite. She she just fell forward, man. She was supposed to fall back. She didn't make it. But that's sometimes how I feel when I have to trust God, right? Because, because you can't see God, right? You don't know necessarily that He's there. You don't always feel that He's with you. You don't always know, and you're not always 100% sure. And so sometimes, it, man, it's hard to trust God. So the in the Bible there is actually a, a group of people who also struggled to trust God. In fact, they struggled over and over and over again. They they were called the Israelites, and these were God's chosen people in the Old Testament. And, and God's people were living in slavery in Egypt. And so God's plan and his purpose was to rescue them out of slavery in Egypt. And put them in a new land, a land that would be uh, safe for them where they could prosper and, and, and they would have everything that they need. And so, so that was God's plan. He was going to take them out of slavery and put them in this new place. So God sends a man named Moses to lead his people along the journey. So Moses goes, they are rescued out of Egypt, God takes them out and and they get out and they're they're so thankful and they worship God and they praise Him and then they come to a wilderness or a desert and it, it begins to get dangerous and they don't have everything they need and they begin to doubt God. They begin to get fearful, and then God will come along, and He'll save them again. He'll rescue them. He's always faithful to them over and over and over again, until one day they get to the place where God wants them to enter. They get to this new land, and just before they go in, God gives them a command. There's something they need to do. Well, in order to possess the land in order to to be able to uh get in there and live there they have to uh first defeat all of the enemies that are already there and so what they do is they send these spies to go and they look at the land and they look at the people living there and and they come back and they tell them listen the people are bigger than we are there we're outnumbered there's more of them and there are of us. They've got these big cities. I mean, there's no way that we can do this. And so the people are terrified, and they end up refusing to do what God called them to do. So then later on, Moses, their leader, he's writing to them about this story and reminding them about what they did. And so I want to read that for you. It's in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1, starting in verse twenty. Six, and this is Moses writing. He says, But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, The Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up to the sky. In other words, they're beginning to lose their trust in God. Now now they're actually, they don't trust in God. In fact, they think God is out to destroy them. They think God is against them. And then Moses continues. He said, then I said to you, Don't be terrified. Don't be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw the Lord your God carry you as a father carries his son. All the way you went until you reached this place. In spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God. In other words, because they lost their trust in God, they could not obey God. They couldn't trust him. They thought that his plan was not for them. He thought he was against them. They couldn't trust him, so they struggled to obey him. And that's exactly what happens in our life. The reason we often struggle to obey God is because we don't fully trust Him. So, so how do you know? Because I was thinking about this, and sometimes it's not necessarily easy to figure out where your trust is, right? Sometimes, you know, you might ask yourself, am I trusting in God or am I trusting in something else? What does that mean? What does that look like? How do I know where my trust is? Well, if you want to know where your trust is, Just ask yourself this question. Where is my peace at? Where is my peace at? Is there peace in your heart? Or is peace nowhere to be found? Where is your peace at? Because listen to how the Bible describes somebody who trusts in God. It says in the book of Isaiah chapter 26, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you trust in the lord always for the lord god is the eternal rock in other words if you want to know where your trust is at where is your peace at because the bible says that people who trust in god they're kept in perfect peace in other words The level of your trust in God will determine the level of peace you have in your heart. And so if if you don't have peace in your heart, if you don't have peace in your life, chances are you're not putting your trust in God. You're probably putting your trust in something else. You could be putting your trust in a relationship you could be putting your trust in your own bank account. You could be putting your trust in the security of your job. You could, I mean, there's many, many places you could put your trust, but if there's no peace in your heart, then you're not putting your trust in God. So are you a, a, a worried person? Are, 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 you, are you oftentimes finding yourself worrying, anxious, asking yourself, what if? What if I do that? What if I change this? What if I go there? What's going to happen? Are you constantly worried? You can, you can actually ask yourself, what, what is it that's controlling my thought life? What are my thoughts about? What am I thinking about most of the time? Because, listen, it says, it says God will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. In other words, where, where do your thoughts go? Are, are you constantly worried? Listen, when you, when you hear about something bad that happens or you get bad news or, or the circumstances in your life aren't working out the way you thought they would, how do you respond? Does it feel like your life is falling apart? Does it feel like the world is coming to an end? Do you get, do you get worried and anxious If so, the chances are you're not putting your trust in God. In fact, I like the book of Psalms, chapter 112, and this also describes a person whose trust is in God. It says, surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear, and in the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. In other words, man, people who put their trust in God, they don't don't have the, they don't deal with this kind of fear. They're, They're secure, when bad news comes, it doesn't destroy them. It doesn't feel like their life is falling apart. Why? Because their trust is in God. Their hope is in Him. Now, listen, you, you know people like this, right? You know people that you look at their life and you think, what, they have? They don't have a care in the world, man. Everything wrong could be going on in their life, and, and you'd think that everything's right. I used to think about those people, look at those people, Man, and I used to get frustrated. Really. I did cuz I'm like, how in the world can you be so peaceful, right? How can you be so confident? How can you be so secure? You're going through all this stuff in your life and and it's like it's not even moving you. You're not even shaken. I used to think to myself, "Now this is listen. This is bad, okay? You just shouldn't do this. But I used to think to myself about those kind of people. I used to think, man, I just wish something bad would happen to you, right? (laughs) I just wish I could see you for a moment get worried or or stressed out, you know, because I don't understand how you can have so much peace. Well, I, I used to get frustrated with these kind of people, but now, to be honest with you, I envy these people. I envy people like that. I wish I could be somebody whose, whose trust is 100% in God, who no matter what's going on around me, I can have peace in my heart. I wish I could be someone who when God calls me, to act, calls me to do something or asks me to go to a certain place or do a certain thing, man, I wish I could be the kind of person that just, yes, immediately, I'm going to do whatever God's called me to do, no matter what. No matter what it looks like, no matter what I have to do, no matter where I have to go, no matter what I have to change. And I wish I could be that kind of person. I wish that I could, no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what storm is raging around me, I wish I could have peace in my heart all the time. That's the person the Bible says that we can become. The Bible says we can become those kind of people if our trust is in him so how do you become that kind of person how do you get to the point in your relationship with god where where you don't hesitate to do what god's called you to do how do you get to the point in your life where nothing shakes you nothing throws you off balance doesn't matter what happens doesn't matter what's going on in your life, you have peace, you're secure, your relationship with God is firm, and you can do what God's called you. How do you become that person? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Are you ready? It's really simple. Here it is. Listen and obey. Listen and obey. Listen and And obey. Now you're saying, is it that easy? Yeah, listen and obey. Now listen. Choosing to trust is just that it's a choice. Putting your trust in something is something you chose to do. Trust is a choice, and you trust people every single day you trust people you don't know. Think about it. This is a small example and kind of funny, but when you get out on the road today and you're driving, guess what you're doing? You're trusting everybody that they're not going to hit you, right? And that's sometimes hard to do in Maidon, man. For me especially, it's hard for me to trust people when I'm driving down the road. But but when you're driving down the road, you're putting trust in people you don't even know. You trust that you're going to get on that road, nobody's going to hit you, and you're going to get to go where it is you want to go. Now listen, anyone at any time could hit you. Anybody at any time could run their car into you. But you don't let that keep you from getting on the road and going where you need to go, do you? Do you? No, you you, you do it anyway. You know that there's a risk. You know that that, that it's possible that someone could hit you, and it's quite possible that someone might. But you don't let that keep you from getting on the road and going where you need to go because you trust. You trust people. You trust uh, in your relationships, in your family, in your friends. Listen, when you're getting to know somebody, you don't have a choice. You choose to trust them. You have to trust them if you want to get to know them. If you want to get to know somebody, you've got to give them a certain level of trust. It doesn't mean you give them 100% of your trust, but, but in order to begin a relationship, there has to be some kind of trust at the foundation. And so you put your trust in them. Think about the, the words we use when we talk about trust. We say, we say, where are you putting your trust? Or you might say to someone, you know, you might say, I'm placing my trust in you, right? And the reason we say that is because it really is a choice. You can choose where you put your trust, so when it comes to becoming a person who trusts God, the way that you do that, the way that you build trust is by listening and obeying. And you have to do this one step at a time, one decision, one day at a time. You have to say, today I'm going to trust God with, with, with anything, any little thing in your life that you know God wants you to change. Say, okay, God, I'm going to listen and obey. I'm going to trust you. And if you will continue to do that, because, listen, the choices you make today will become the habits that you keep tomorrow. So if you make a choice today to trust, if you make a choice tomorrow to trust, then eventually you'll realize in your life that it becomes easier and easier to trust God. Let me give you an example. Last week, I talked to you about uh, the, how I felt like God was, was calling me to go into full-time ministry. I, I told you how I felt like God was speaking to me and telling me, hey, this is my plan for you. This is the purpose I have for you. I want you to be in full-time ministry. I, I told you about how you know I went into the woods with the homeless people, and they were there, and we were serving them and all these things. But here's what I didn't tell you. That day that I felt like God was, was calling me to do that, to start, you know, some kind of, of, of ministry with these homeless people, that day I went home and I was terrified. I didn't tell anybody because <laughs> I, was, I was super nervous. And, and the reason that I was, I was nervous, the reason I was terrified was because up, in, up until that point in my life, I was a failure. I mean, I failed at everything, man. In fact, I'm just going to embarrass myself a little bit. Um, when <laughs> I went to community college twice. Now, listen, community college is like not even real university, right? It's like pre-university. You know, when you go to a community college, it's like, you know, you're just getting the basics out of the way so you can go to the real thing, you know? Well, I, I failed the basics twice. <laughs> I, I was a failure. I, I never succeeded at anything in my life up until this point constantly failing so when I felt like God was calling me to do this I was terrified that I would be a failure I I, listen I didn't have experience in ministry I had never been a leader I had no idea what I was doing I didn't know what I was gonna do what I should do All I knew was that I felt like God was calling me, telling me, this is my plan for you. So at that time in my life, I had gotten to a point where I was just I, I was just I was just ready in my heart to do whatever God called me to do. I I just I, I felt like there was no other way. I tried everything else. I tried my way. And so I, I really wanted to do God's will. I really wanted to obey. It was just that I was so terrified of what might happen if I did. So one day, I think it was a, a couple weeks later, I finally got the courage and just said, okay, I, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to choose to trust God. And so I just decided I'm going to go and, and talk to a couple of friends and tell, them and, and tell them what I want to do and see if they want to join me. E- even that, man, I was so terrified because I thought, what if they don't even want to come? What if they think I'm lame, you know, or they don't want to follow me? But I made a choice and I did it. I listened and I obeyed. And I'm thankful I did because within six months, we, we found three to four other homeless villages in the city where I was living. And we were able to feed and minister to, every single Saturday, hundreds of homeless people. Now, now, why were we able to do that? It wasn't because I had experience. It wasn't because I knew what I was doing. It was because I made a choice to listen and obey, to put my trust in God. So, I did that. Well, then the next time I was faced with an opportunity, the next time that I had to put my trust in God, it was actually when I was uh, getting ready to to kind of make my next step. I, I wanted to go and get training for ministry, and I, I had this opportunity to go to Alabama to, to work with this pastor, actually Pastor Frankie, he was here two weeks ago, and um, I was given this opportunity to go and be an intern there, go to school there. But even this decision was not easy because it meant I had to move away from home. I had to go stay in a place where I didn't know anybody and and work on staff with a pastor that I had no idea who he was at a church that I'd never been to. I was nervous. But when I, I thought back to the day that I obeyed God the first time, and how I was, I was nervous and I was fearful then, and, and I thought about the choice that I made and how, and how actually God was faithful to me and he helped me to do what he was calling me to do, I just decided, you know what, maybe God will be faithful this time. As he was faithful to me that time, hey, maybe he'll be faithful to me now. So what did I do? I listened and I obeyed. And if you'll keep doing that over time, every time you have to trust God with another decision, every time you have to listen and God's calling you to do something, it gets easier and easier because you you have this whole list of experiences where God was faithful when you trusted him. In fact, Jesus actually talks about this. He tells us. He tells us in the Bible, Jesus says, listen, if you want to be the kind of person That is secure, the kind of person that's faithful, the kind of person that's not shaken by your circumstances, this is what you have to do. Listen, it says this in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. You're like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. In other words, Jesus is, is using an analogy and he's talking about your, your, your foundation, right? He, he's, he's talking about, in this, in this particular verse, he's talking about a foundation for a house and how, you know, if you build it on, on, on rock, then when a storm comes or, or whatever the case is, it's not going to fall apart. But, but obviously, if you build your, your house on sand when the storm comes, of course, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall apart. And what he's saying is, listen, if you want to be the kind of person that when, when storms come and difficult situations you're faced with, if you, want, you, if you want to be able to stand firm, if you want to be the kind of person that's not shaken, the kind of person whose life doesn't have to fall apart every time you go through a difficult situation, then here's what you need to do. You need to listen and obey. You need to lay at the foundation of your life, trust. The foundation of your relationship with God should be trust. And if you will do that, if you'll trust God, listen to God's voice, do God's... Maybe I'll just use this one. If you become that person who has trust at the foundation of their relationship with God, then you can become the person who has complete trust in him. You can become the person who God keeps in perfect peace. You know, I love what the scripture says because, actually, I love what Jesus didn't say. Jesus did not say that the rains won't come. He didn't say that, the, that there won't be difficult circumstances. In fact, he said when they come. That means, listen, rain is coming. Storms of life are coming. Difficult situations are coming. Difficult decisions are coming. But when it comes... If you've laid trust at the foundation of your relationship, if you're listening to God's voice and doing God's will, when the rain comes, when the storms come, you don't have to be shaken. When that storm comes, it'll come and it'll go. And guess who will be standing there? You will. Your life will be in one piece. You don't have to fall apart. But you have to listen and obey. In fact, I told you earlier, I'm going to ask someone from the band to come. I told you earlier the, the story about, about how Moses led the Israelites and how God wanted them to enter into this land that he was giving them. He had promised them this place. And, and, and God had a purpose for them. He, he had a plan for them. But in order to do that, they had to obey him. They had to be willing to trust him and to do what he was calling them to do. Well, they refused. So they went back into the wilderness where they were lost for 40 years. Well, 40 years later, guess what? God's plan was the same. God's purpose was the same. God still wanted to lead his people into this land and give them everything he promised them. And so God now chooses Joshua, which is like Moses' second in command. And God wants Joshua now to take these people into the land that God promised him. And so in the scripture that I'm about to read for you, it's God speaking to Joshua. It's God's voice, God's word to Joshua. But it's, it's more than that for us today. For us, I really believe this is God's word to, to you, God's voice to you. If, if, if God wants to say anything to you today, listen to this. This is in Joshua chapter 1. God told Joshua, be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. And then he says this in verse 8, study the book, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. You know how I do this? I brought these today because I just wanted to show you. Maybe this will be helpful. Maybe it will encourage you. You know, God said that that you should study this book of instruction continually. The book he was talking about was God's word to them. That God gave Moses and he wrote it down. And, And so God's telling him, listen, that's my word to you. That's the scripture. Meditate on it day and night. Why? So that you can do everything that I've called you to do. So so the way that I do this, the way that I practice this, I like to just take these little pieces of paper and I, and I just write scriptures all over them. And, and the scriptures that I write are, are just things that are encouraging to me. And so what I do in my, in my devotion time, because remember, remember last week we talked about spending time in God's presence and, and how to get to know God. So this is what i do when i spend time in god's presence i will take these little pieces of paper out and i and i'll just read them to myself and i'll read these scriptures like psalm 54 that says surely god is my help the lord is the one who sustains me or this one in psalm 143 it says let me hear of your unfailing love each morning for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk for I give myself to you. Or I'll read this one in Psalm 28. It says, the Lord is my strength. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I read these to myself because, because I want to I remember God's word. I want to know his promises so that I can do his will. Or this one in Psalm 23, and, and many people know this. It says, even though I walk through the valley of death, I'm not going to fear any evil. Even though I'm walking through situations that 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 could possibly destroy me i'm not gonna fear because i know that you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me and this one i love this one this one is in the book of lamentations and and this is this is really the one that i I love to read to myself remind myself of when when something happens that i wasn't expecting When, when something difficult is going on in my life I read this. It says, Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies are brand new each morning. I say to myself, The Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in Him. In other words, I just just remind myself of what God's Word says. That's what... That's what God's telling Joshua to do in this scripture. And then he continues. He says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it night and day. So you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. In other words, God is is really trying to encourage Joshua. God doesn't want them to to be fearful and, and, and refuse to do what God's called them to do. God wants to give them everything he's promised them. Listen, God has a purpose for you. God has things that he wants to do in your life and and through your life. And today, he wants you to be encouraged, not afraid. And then listen to what Joshua does. In the very next verse, verse 10, it says, Joshua then, meaning Joshua immediately, he didn't hesitate. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days, you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. Joshua listened to God's voice and he obeyed God's word. Joshua then went on to lead God's people into all the promises that he had for them. God did, Joshua did all that God called him to do. Why? Because he was able to listen and obey. He had trust in God.